Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Walter Storholt alongside David Lee of Mach 1 Financial Group serving you in Northwest Arkansas. You can find us online by going to mock-onefinancial.com. Again, that's mock-onefinancial.com. David is a retirement income planning specialist and looking forward to our conversation today because we're going to look at some recent news headlines and uh, see what David's kind of takeaways from a couple of these different things are. So we're going to see what's been happening in the news, uh, a special edition of the Mach 1 moment today, and uh, we'll see what uh, David thinks about a couple of these things. This one I think is going to frustrate you, David. There was a report recently that about 20% of college students who are receiving financial aid are using some of that money to invest in, drumroll please, Bitcoin. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Without obscenities or profanities and the like, uh, (laughs) please discuss your takeaway from that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think I maybe have touched on uh, Bitcoin and what they call cryptocurrencies once before, maybe twice before on this uh, format. Just stay away from Bitcoin, in my humble opinion. Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball any more than anyone else. But if you just step back and look at at reality and look at the big picture, what are you investing in when you buy Bitcoin? What is behind it? What does it do to benefit society? And I think you'll find if you do your research, the answer is nothing. So if we think about it, what is the true value? What If there is any value to Bitcoin, what is its value. What does it do for society, positive or negative? Well, what it really, the the main purpose for Bitcoin is money laundering. Money laundering. Think about that. Do you really want to invest in something that helps people launder money? Is that the best, highest use for your money, for your investment dollars? So just stay away. You know, it's just not prudent. Warren Buffett, I heard him talk about gold one time. Now, gold's in a different category than than Bitcoin or crypto. But just listen to this analogy, and I think this will make sense to you, hopefully. He said one time about investing in gold, he said, you know, think about gold as an investment. What does that do for society? When you put your money in stocks or bonds, you're helping the economy. If you buy Apple stock, for example, you're helping them build a more efficient or better product for society, better iPhones, better computers, better iPads, better what have you, better iTunes stores, whatever it is, right? So when you invest in a company like Apple, you're helping, you're actually helping society, you're helping society get better through the production of more and better products. And you're helping put people to work also, right? Because Apple and publicly traded companies like them create jobs. When you invest in a bond, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're loaning your money to a company, and they can use that money to build a factory, which creates more jobs, or they use that money to invest in uh, buying more product, which which creates more sales, which improves people's lives, et cetera, et cetera. So when you invest in stocks or bonds of legitimate companies, you're actually that, that's actually a good use of your dollars because it's not only hopefully helping you make a return, but it's also benefiting society at large. When you invest in gold, he said, what does gold really do? Does it generate jobs? Does it generate sales? Does it does it uh, improve people's lives? No, it just sits there and shines on the desk or wherever you put it. Or maybe it's on your ring and it, and it sparkles or whatever. Or it's a ring on your finger and it shines or whatever. But it doesn't, if you really think about it, it doesn't improve people's lives. Uh, 
it just kind of sits there. It's perceived to be a store of value. It's mostly a fear investment, but it doesn't really improve society as a whole. So think about that in terms of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is even worse. You can't even touch it or feel it like you can gold. It doesn't even sit there and shine. It doesn't do anything except potentially help money launderers hide their nefarious activities. So just, you know, I just can't stay at any clear. Just stay away. It's just not a good use of anyone's money, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Also, uh, using your college loans to invest in something yeah. so risky like oh, that. Just oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to. Hopefully, I don't even have to address why that's a bad idea. Right. Right. Exactly. That's an interesting headline. One that I knew would uh, probably draw your attention there, David. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely a good one. Here's another one. Uh, this is shifting gears a little bit, but uh, I, I think you'll have an interesting reaction to this as well. You know, President Trump's been in the news lately. Well, that's probably the understatement of the century. But he was making a lot of tweets not too long ago, making a lot of attacks at Amazon. And this brings up a larger point, although it's a specific example. The question is, should we sell all of our Amazon stocks since they seem to be, you know, having some feuds here and there? Look, I've always been of the opinion you should not let headlines influence your investment decision. What should influence investment decisions should be, uh, the bottom line, which is profit, profit growth or, or profit loss. So as long as the company is growing its profits and projected to continue to do so, it's a good investment. So headlines, you know, President Trump obviously generated headlines with saying that Amazon has unfair competitive edge. And by the way, I happen to agree with him on that. I do think the post office has been a subsidy for Amazon. And I do think that is an unfair competitive edge. And, you know, with uh, our office being located right here in Bentonville, Arkansas, the headquarters of Walmart, that's kind of a, an important topic for our local community and our local economy, because Amazon is the biggest competitor and threat to Walmart. And it is kind of unfair that they, they do have an unfair competitive edge when it comes to taxes, when it comes to uh, shipping cost. So I do think that President Trump is on the right track as far as leveling that playing field. I do think that that's a legitimate role for governors to make sure that that the marketplace is a level playing field. Government shouldn't tilt the tables in one way or the other to give one industry or one company a, a more more of an edge or a better shot at success than any other, such as the Obama administration did with companies like Solyndra and things like that. You shouldn't let allow government to make the playing field uneven. But if there is an uneven playing field, I do think that's a legitimate role for government to even that playing field. So, but would I let something like that affect my investment decision? No. I mean, you, you would look at the, you would look at the projections for what future earnings and revenues growths are supposed to be, and you'd let that determine your decision. So as you've heard me talk about on the show before, we have an artificial intelligence strategy, for example, that, that collects metadata in real time on thousands of publicly traded companies, including Amazon, and it uses that metadata to project earnings and revenues in the current quarter in real time. And then it compares what it thinks earnings and revenues are on track to do versus what the analysts think. It buys those companies that have the biggest mismatch between what the AI thinks earnings are, are on track to do and what the analyst thinks earnings are on track to do. I can tell you that as we sit here, as we record this radio show right now, Amazon is one of the stocks that are, that are in that list. So, you know, from that perspective, I would say that Amazon still as of this moment in time, and it could change tomorrow, could change a month, three months from now. But as of right now, 
from an earnings and revenue projection standpoint, Amazon's still a good stock. It's uh, always an interesting consideration when you've got a company kind of feuding in the political realm and, you know, will it affect the ultimate destination of that stock or will it not? And uh, pretty good analysis there, David, gives us some things to be thinking about. Last but not least, there's been a ton of information in the news lately about privacy and, and data and that sort of thing. We've really been debating Facebook's use of user data and privacy issues for several weeks. And in a world where identity theft is common... I'm just kind of curious from a practical standpoint, what do you guys do at Mach 1 Financial to help protect the privacy of your clients? And what do you suggest that people do to protect themselves? Yeah, so obviously we clear through large custodial firms such as TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade encrypts all client financial information, so you can't really, or there's a very low probability of someone stealing your financial data. And they use multiple levels of of identity to confirm that you really are who you say you are whenever you request a withdrawal, for example. And obviously, since we know all of our clients, uh, it'd be virtually impossible for someone to impersonate a client and uh, request a withdrawal. And even if they did, the, the money would end up going right into their personal checking account as opposed to the criminal. So obviously, there's a level of protection that's involved just by virtue of the fact that we personally know all of our clients. As opposed to if you're just working with some large custodian and you're just a number to them, you don't have a personal advisor in the loop or you have a quote unquote advisor, but they're just a phone bank advisor, so to speak, that that you've never actually met in person. They don't really know you. Right. So there's a potentially a higher threat of, of something happening there. So the, the fact that we know our clients personally adds a, an additional level of security, not to mention all of the electronic forms of security that are in place and from encryption and so forth. As far as what I recommend clients to do for themselves, in this day and age, it's prudent to have some sort of identity protection service that you're paying for on a monthly basis, such as uh, LifeLock or uh, I can't think of some of the other. There's a whole lot of them out there, but I personally pay a monthly fee to an identity theft protection service just because it's prudent, I believe, in this day and age to do that uh, because there are so many criminals out there actively trying every day to steal your credit card information and, and other things. So I would recommend that you subscribe to a an identity theft protection service, just like you wouldn't think of going through life without homeowner's insurance, for example, and many people wouldn't even think of, of going through the early part of their life and career without having some sort of life insurance protection. In this day and age, I think you should view identity theft protection as almost one of those necessary forms of coverage that you just have to kind of have due to the threat today. That's a great point, and I think uh, good guidance as always. If you have any questions about your financial situation, about retirement, some of the best ways for you to position yourself, you know, whether it be things like, hey, how can I protect myself from a privacy standpoint in today's day and age, and uh, make sure that my money is, uh, you know, going to be safe in the different uh, vehicles I'm trying to to house it in, or maybe it's something like, you know, I see President Trump launching attacks at a stock that I own. What should I do about that? David and the team at Mach One Financial group can certainly help you out, answer those questions, and guide you down the right path. You can get in touch by calling 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. You'll probably meet with uh, David Lee or Kyle Alexander or Matt Walters to talk about your financial situation. Mock-1financial.com is the website you can go to. That's mock-1financial.com. Or again, you can call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. 
Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again on the next Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.